Welcome to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, MLB Chuck, now brought to you by the Internet News Network, Screenworks Entertainment, Atlanta Mix 108, Smooth Jazz Cleveland, and of course, Dove and Dragon Radio. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button down below and join me for all the new interviews. Bye. Welcome to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Rustrock. I'm here with my special guest and guest speaker, Gil Tosso. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Now, I meet people all across everywhere. So you're a motivational speaker. You got into speaking and coaching, blog, blogging. How did you get into it? So actually, by background, I'm a civil engineer, and I have worked as a civil engineer for a moment. Then I made the decision to go into entrepreneurship. And my, first, my first business at that point didn't work out. Mm -hmm. I lost all my money. Mm -hmm. and, and then at some point, met someone in Montreal who was trying to sell his business. As we look at the numbers, it didn't make any sense. The business was not worth much because he never worked on the business as the owner should. He was always working in the business, just like an employee. And that is what, in the first place, kicks, kick, uh, kick, uh, kick off the process of me becoming a business coach and an inspirational speaker, because as you can see right now, we have so many global issues in the world and people are looking for answers. Mm -hmm. So it is very important for me to share my stories and my thoughts on certain topics and particularly on racial equality, which is something very, very important uh, to me. Oh, I, I agree. Racial equality needs to be across the board. Um, I had a guest a few, a, month, a few months ago that has traveled different countries and everything and she had a radical idea well it's not that radical but it is an idea to take out where america i don't know if you're in canada right now or in america yeah. in we canada. are one of the only countries that still hyphenates our race versus america we all need to be one citizen that's that was her idea especially with Sorry, working from home? Okay. <laughs> I know. But that was her idea. It's like, how do we achieve across the board equality? When we're automatically, when you're looking at an applicant on a piece of paper, well, we need to make piles because of ethnicity. Yeah, yeah. That is a very important question. And uh, it is something I have been talking about, sharing about a lot uh, on social media as well, mm -hmm. uh, LinkedIn in particular. And recently we have had some events of racial discrimination and then protests, mm -hmm. protests all over the world, protests that have not been peaceful. Mm -hmm. And in response to those events, 
the political leaders, celebrities, big businesses have been promising, donating a lot of money to solve this issue. Mm-hmm. And let's keep in mind that political leaders, celebrities, big businesses want and need you to like them. Mm-hmm. What makes people think that this is a matter of money? What makes people think that spending all this money will solve this issue? And on the other side, changing the laws and the rules and keeping the people the same, what makes them think that the new laws and rules will work out better, even if it is true that the laws and the rules are more powerful than each one of us, but they are not more powerful than all of us moving into one same direction of love, peace, and unity. And this is a world of essentially humans, not laws, rules, money, and things. The humans make the laws. The humans make the rules. The humans print the money. And the humans have created all you see around you. So humans are essential to this world. And in that sense, there cannot be a lasting change, if any, without the people. The humans themselves changing first to something better, something different. And if you still think it is maybe about the laws and the rules, let, let me ask you the following. If racial equality is about the laws and the rules, why having had in the U.S., for example, an African-American president has still not solved this issue? And I'm certain President Obama did all he could to solve this issue. And the reason why this still exists is because it is not about the laws and the rules at this point. And if racial equality is about protesting, why protesting for centuries, for centuries, has still not solved this issue? It is about the people doing something different doing something better so we can reach that racial equality we all seek. Correct. I was raised that if you work hard, then you get to where you want to be. It's not, okay, I'm going to sit and COVID is a prime example. I'm not going to sit on my couch all day, eat Cheetos and complain about the world and be broke. It's about, okay, I'm stuck in the house right now what can I do for my computer to make money? Absolutely. I totally agree uh, with that thinking. And maybe allow me to share uh, a story uh, on that side. Many years ago, as I was done with high school, I had no idea what I wanted to study, what career path to choose, like most of young people, really. And back then, the girls would ask me, and I would say I wanted to become a priest, which was a big joke because I was going to the Catholic body school back then. And one day my parents sat me down and said, why don't you become a civil engineer? There's always some work and it is well paid. And I thought always some work, well paid, this sounds like a great idea. So I applied for the program and got in. On the 31st of December, I was on a plane with my father coming to Canada. And my father had been working in so many countries in the world, including Canada, 
and the United States. And he was telling me during the flight all those stories about why racism is true and why I should watch out for racism. At that moment, I thought to myself, why will anyone not like me because of my color of skin? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? And usually, I listen to my parents. But on that day, I made the decision not to be receptive to what he was saying, but instead to go out there and to live my own experiences. And mine were very different. I never felt treated differently because of my color of skin. I had so many great opportunities going to university. While other people, other black people, were using racism as the reason why they were not going after all, the, all those opportunities, as the reason why they could get all those opportunities. And here is what I have learned from that experience. Some beliefs that are not helpful, that are not serving anyone, are being passed on from generation to generation as it is done in all families all around the world. My father was trying to protect me by passing on to me his belief on this particular topic. And our reality is in part a reflection of our beliefs. Mm -hmm. And nothing, nothing under the sun can protect someone against their own beliefs. We can change them or just have the right one in the first place. So that is where parents and early childhood professionals have a very important role to play. Let's stop passing on to the next generation those beliefs that are not helpful, that are not serving anyone. Do not tell them stories about people not liking them because of their color of skin. Otherwise, that is exactly what they will experience in life. A belief being something you know deeply down to be true. So how can you experience something different? It's just not possible. You will always experience what you hold as a belief. And that is a very important part to keep in mind and to look after while working toward racial equality. See, I teach my daughter, it's not about skin. She uses, when she was, she's autistic. So it's never been about skin. She's different herself. She has her own experiences. I have never went into my own personal experiences growing up because those are my experiences. My experiences in school are going to be different from her experiences. If they overlap, I will help her talk it out to find a solution. But it's not to, oh, my experience was... I was bullied and pushed around because I was too quiet. So if you're too quiet, you're going to be bullied and pushed around. No, she's a vibrant social butterfly. So her experiences, because I don't talk negative, are different from mine. Very nice. I love that. I love that. And I also believe it is very important to define the problem we have properly. After my five years of university, I worked as a civil engineer for a short moment. Then I made the decision to go into entrepreneurship. And networking is very important mm-hmm. in business as we do on LinkedIn. And I was also using a mobile app called Shaper. 
-hmm. And Shaper is just like Tinder, but for professionals, for business people. You sweep right or you sweep left, you match with people, and then you can have a conversation. Right. At some point, I had a match with an African-American lady. We had a talk for a few weeks, and then she invited me to an online networking event. I was very excited. I was going to meet new people. As I showed up, the first thing I realized was that the people attending were all Black African-Americans. I was not used to that. Usually, I meet all kinds of people when I go to any event. Then we start introducing ourselves and talking about what we do as a profession. The host of that event asked then, as an icebreaker, who was our celebrity crush growing up? Every single one of them started replying with a black celebrity name. Then it was my turn. And I said, Angelina Jolie. By the way, do you know who she is? She's very beautiful, isn't she? But when I said that name, silence, as if I shocked them. And after that first event, the woman who invited me never talked to me again, and I was never invited back to that event. And this is what I have learned from that experience. First point, responding to not feeling included by excluding others does not get you more included. Mm -hmm. Point number two, we do not have a problem of white people not liking black people, but we have a problem of some people, some humans who are white, black, yellow, purple, you get the idea, who believe and maybe who take the time to think that because someone else has a different color of skin than them, that gives them the right not to treat them properly, to discriminate them. And that is where the challenge is. That is the challenge we need to address, a challenge we are addressing now. So we do not have a problem of white people not liking black people, but some humans who can be white, black, yellow, or purple, who believe and maybe even take the time to think that because someone has a different color of skin than them, that gives them the right not to treat them properly. Right. And I think, yeah, I think that is something we have to keep in mind while working toward that racial equality we all seek. It's not just that, it's stepping back and just watching events because I'm a people watcher. It is, they say therefore their race, their color is going to be promoted. We have all these riots because a person of non-color kills a person of color. Well, where's the same outrage when a person of color kills another person of color, especially our children. I mean, seriously, we're killing our kids in the street. What is going on? This is not racial equality. What you're saying is some lives matter more than others. Why are these some lives worth more than a child's life? Absolutely, absolutely. And something we have uh, to say is that our actions, our thought and our words really matter. Here's why. Many years ago, I was visiting some family members in the United States. I first went uh, to New York to see my sister. I had seen her at that point for many years. It was, it was very nice to see her again. Then I went to Chicago to visit my brother, and I had seen him at that point for many years. It was very nice to see him again. It was also an opportunity to meet his fiancée. 
but I cannot talk too much about her because they got divorced two years ago. Oh. Okay. So it was very nice to see my brother again. We went out doing so many activities. One day we went out. I can't remember to where exactly. And we were driving back home and we got pulled over by the police. And the police officer asked us to get out of the car. Now from experience, when you get pulled over by the police, they ask you to keep both of your hands on the wheels so they can see them and they proceed with their control. So I found strange that he asked us to get out of the car. And I'm from Montreal. If you have ever been to Canada in the first place during the winter, you know how cold it is and wet. You are not wearing any gloves. You really want to keep your hands in your pocket. So mm -hmm. it has become a habit of mine to have my hands in my pocket during the winter when not wearing any glove. On that winter day in Chicago, as we got out of the car, I had both of my hands in my pocket. And immediately, immediately, the police officer pulled out his gun and asked to see my hands. The only thing that went through my head at that point was what is going on in this place? Mm -hmm that he proceeded with his control, asked us some questions, and then allowed us to leave. As we got back into the car and started driving away, my brother started explaining to me that some people, some black folks in Chicago, were killing, were shooting police officers. Mm -hmm. I was so confused. How is that possible? Why would you do that? There's no possible reason mm -hmm. to justify this behavior. We have to keep in mind that police officers have families they have to go back to every single day. And with that white police officer on that day in Chicago, it was not because of my color of skin. It was not because he didn't like me. He was protecting his own life. And it is our individual responsibility to show up properly in society, to respect the law, to show up as a good citizen. So let's stop confusing on one side someone not respecting the law, someone not showing up properly, someone not showing up as a good citizen in society and having to face the consequences with, on the other side, someone not treated properly because of their color of skin. Those are just not the same. And it is something now more than ever we have to keep in mind while working toward that racial equality we all seek. Right, we have to move past. Okay, they're targeting a race. No, what, how are you dressed? How are you acting? Are you breaking laws? We have to look at that first. We have to look, if you dress like a rap artist that from the 90s, I'm sure you've seen pictures of the rap artists from the 90s. I mean, the bandanas, the baggy pants, the whole nine darts you're going to be treated different than if you're dressed in a suit like you are today. Maybe, maybe. But that should not necessarily be the case. It should not be. Yeah, it, sh it should always come back to your thought, to your words, to your actions mm -hmm. in society. I'm talking about respecting the existing law, not about how good the justice system mm -hmm. is at this point respecting at least the existing law yes we do it neither respect our law enforcement but it starts with our own actions 
if you take on the persona of this gangster type persona, and I say a lot of your young people do this, this is regardless of race. I'm just talking to young people in general because I see it from every color, every race, everything. You take on this persona of a gangster, you're going to be treated like that. And what does the laws that you're breaking say when you get older? Absolutely. That is, that is very true. That is very true. You are totally right. And let me just share a story uh, about something I have lived during my entrepreneurship process. Mm -hmm. At some point, I invested in a personal development program. And finally, it didn't work out. I just couldn't make this thing work. Mm -hmm. I ran out of money and became homeless for four months. And it was definitely one of the most painful experiences of my life. It was very, very painful. But now looking back, maybe those four months were the most productive of my life so far. I will go to the library every single day reading one or two books. I will read the books and put them back. I'm sorry, that was me. I just couldn't afford to buy the books. Mm -hmm. And I was learning a lot every single day. And it is still not the reason why those four months were so productive, but rather because I got to discover and experience some of the most powerful laws of nature. Let's focus on one of them. When you see homeless people, what are they doing? They're asking for some money, always, all the time. I was not doing that. Instead, I was out there helping, serving, giving, as much and as often as I could. Here is why it matters. It is very true that what we put out is exactly what we get back in our lives. Mm -hmm. So what thought, what words, what actions are we putting out? Because we cannot put out loving, positive thought, words, and actions and get something different in our lives. And it is something we can only be responsible for individually so here is the point our reality is a clear reflection of our beliefs our thoughts our words our actions that's it having beliefs that are helpful that serve the world not telling the kids stories about people not liking them because of their color of skin otherwise you are building their beliefs. That is exactly what they will experience in life. And then putting out positive, loving thought, words, and actions so we can get something positive in our lives. That is the bottom line of anything that we can possibly discuss on this matter. You cannot be out there shooting police officers and expect to attract something different back into your life. Exactly. When you go out and you're writing, it's not no longer protesting. When you're breaking people's property, it's not protesting. Protesting is peaceful. That's holding signs. That's yelling at the top of your lungs that we need change. It does not mean going out doing harm to people and property. Yeah. And now we have people writing because the writers are being arrested. Well, they're breaking laws. 
If you're yes. breaking laws, you're going to be arrested. Yes. This is, you have a negative action, so you have a negative consequence. That's how yes. we have to break this down. It's not for every action is an equal reaction. Yes. Yes. You're totally right. Simple as that. It all comes down to your actions. If you're standing at a pick line, yelling at the top of your lungs, we demand change, we have a solution, you're going to find the solution. If you're out there throwing rocks, destroying stuff, you're going to be arrested. It's that simple. Absolutely. You are very right. And protesting itself is not a bad thing. Protesting helps mm -hmm. and has helped over the years, the centuries. Mm -hmm. Bring awareness to a problem, an issue we have in society. That's it. But now we see protesting as being a mean as well to allow criminals mm -hmm. to go out there and to break the law, which is not something we have or we should allow in our society. Correct. If you're, you have to respect the laws of your society, your city, your state, your country. They're there for a reason. It is for us as humans to function correctly without doing damage to other humans. Yeah, yes, that's very true. And order in society is the very uh, foundation of any society, uh, really. And I have talked about beliefs the thought, the words, and the actions. People are very familiar with actions. Like if you do something not good, mm -hmm. something not good will happen back. They're very familiar with that. And we have to also pay attention to the words that we use. Like if I look at your vocabulary and you always use words that describe things, that you do not want to experience in your life, that is exactly what you will attract in your life. Mm -hmm. Same for the thought. You have to have positive, loving thought and thought that serve you and serve the world. And having, of course, as I have been saying, the right beliefs, the beliefs that are serving you, that are serving the world. And the beliefs that help us move into that uh, direction we all want to go, which is racial equality for all humans. Exactly. We have to, we are better than what we're seeing in 2020. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are better than this. Absolutely. We are, we have the capabilities of being great. That's across the board, across the country, across the planet. We have the opportunity to be great. We have to take responsibility for our own actions, but we also have to teach positive actions to get positive results. Absolutely, absolutely. And as I look at what is happening right now in the world, I can see that protesting in some places in the world is being used to get political agenda across, mm -hmm. not necessarily to help the people, mm -hmm. which is very disturbing uh, to me. And it is very fascinating to see how much energy those people have right now. And some of them really want change in society. And 
the only thing we can do to help right now is to help them channel that energy in a positive, loving, peaceful direction. Correct. We're putting politics before people. And we're seeing this here in the United States. We're seeing this across the globe. We're putting politics before people. We need to put people, humans, before politics. We need to come together and find solutions that have positive results that are not political. When we put the political in there, all you're doing is making more riots. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, politics uh, is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. It's just that from my uh, perspective, it is more about who holds the power than actually serving the people. Mm -hmm. And that is the reason why we are where we are right now uh, in the world. And I hope that moving forward, we will have leaders that actually put the people first and who are able to inspire the people to lead themselves better. Correct. See, I don't talk politics, but at the same time, I watch politics. If you have a, a politician, mayor, a, rep, a Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're voting for or whatever, because that's my personal opinion. That's I'm not going to influence other people. But what have they done for people? What have they done for your community? I don't care who you're voting for. Before you vote, what have they done in the past? Have they helped people? Or have they brought your community, your city, your country, your whatever down? Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And uh, I'm the same. I do not talk about politics. I do not watch even uh, politics that much. Mm -hmm. And I do not talk about things like uh, religion or even sports. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how you vote. That's a personal choice. That's the Yeah, yeah. Yes, but at absolutely. The same time, we have to be mindful of the people we vote for. Do your research. I don't care who you're researching. I don't care what country you're in. We all have to be mindful because it's the people that put people into power. Yes. I don't know why we do this, but we do. <laughs> but be mindful. Every action has an equal reaction. If they're actions in the past have been to bring that your city your state your country down they're going to continue to do so if you keep them in power yes that is very true and i have mentioned that we need leaders that can that can inspire the people mm -hmm. to lead themselves better in the following sense for the past decades mm -hmm. the people have not been satisfied by their leaders, by their political leaders. And you can see that all across the globe, really. So now we need leaders that can inspire the people to lead themselves better through their beliefs, their thoughts, their words, their actions. So they can rely less on those, for example, political leaders. Yes, we need to be able to stand up, take care of ourselves, make yes. our lives better, 
in order yes. to inspire the next generation. If we're just Absolutely. sitting here and complaining, if we're just sitting here going out to break laws, what yes. are we inspiring in our young? Are we inspiring them to make our country, our city, our state, our whatever, our neighborhoods better? Or are we inspiring them to live off the system, break laws, and continue this negative atmosphere that we're creating right now? Yes, that's, that's the point. That's really true. And it always starts with the leaders in power because they are always the example that the people follow. When we look at political leaders, they're always fighting for power. Mm -hmm. So what they give as an example is what society will follow. Exactly. So we're, we're almost out of time. So how can our listeners and our viewers find you? Uh, I am on social media, uh, very active on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and uh, have a website as well. Awesome. And I thank you so much for being on the guest today. I mean, we need more guests like you to come on to speak about equality as a whole, not just one race is better. We're not promoting race. We're promoting humans, period. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much uh, for this opportunity, uh, Melissa. Uh, I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for all of our viewers and our listeners, happy reading.